Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning, good morning. This is Rick Bonfim Ministries, and we are this morning having just a wonderful privilege of hearing uh, Pastor Kim Kim. And uh, he's been a blessing to us. He is the praise leader for uh, the Atlanta Bible study. We meet on Thursdays at uh, Hampton Inn on 400 and Hammond Drive. And, uh, and Kim Kim is just a blessing. We have uh, got to know him and Stella and the children and become friends in the Lord. And so this morning, uh, Pastor Kim Kim, what a joy to have him with us one more time. Well, good morning. It's always, always joy to be uh, with Rick Bonfin Ministries. Uh, it's such a great privilege that God uh, allowed me to uh, serve with this uh, such wonderful ministries. So this morning, we are on Acts 2. This is an exciting place, isn't it? Acts 2, when the Holy Spirit came and, and uh, came and empowered the believers. So we are. Um, so Acts 2 started um, uh, last Friday with uh, Pastor Frank. And uh, he 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 went through uh, uh, verses one through four. So we're gonna we're gonna continue on today. And the setting is this, as we all know, Pentecost. Now Pentecost already existed when the Holy Spirit came, right? <laughs> we think that the Pentecost uh, we named it Pentecost because Holy Spirit came. Many people believe that, but no, actually Pentecost was already there. It was a Jewish uh, festival. Uh, it was a celebration of the feast, uh, harvest, early harvest that is. And that was the 50 days after the Passover. So, this feast, uh, also called the Feast of Weeks, since be this was a major festival for the Jews, the Jewish men, Jewish leaders, they gathered in this place, in Jerusalem. Aha! That's when the Holy Spirit came upon the uh, upon the disciples. Wonderful, isn't it? So, uh, I'm going to start from verse 4, which I'm not going to touch a lot on the verse 4, because Pastor Frank already did that on Friday. But, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, I had to say it. So, uh, <laughs> you cannot miss that part, what's about to come. So, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. As the Spirit enabled them, they all began to speak with other tongues. Praise the Lord. And, they, and there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when... This sound occurred. The multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. 
Now, can you imagine the setting? I mean, they gathered and they see these people. Um, in fact, about how many? Uh, Acts one fifteen actually says, uh, "In and in those days, Peter stood up in the middle of the disciples and said, and and the number of names together were about one hundred and twenty at the time." So. We are estimating probably about 120. Not just the 12 disciples, but much more than that. Many more than that. So, they all gather in this place, and they all speaking these different languages as the Holy Spirit came upon them. Now, obviously, it was very clear that there was something miraculous happening. Because as we see on uh, verses 1 through 4, what was happening? There was a fire, tongues of fire. There was a mighty wind. So something was some. It was very clear that something was happening, and these people start speak started speaking these uh, different tongues. Of course, those who gather around. I mean, can you imagine? You go around. I mean, I'm. I mean, you can see, <laughs> I'm Korean, right? <laughs> you see, like, a whole bunch of Koreans, but then they're all speaking in, like, Spanish, uh, French, uh, of course, English, uh, Portuguese. I mean, people would be like, what in the world is going on? Yeah, and that's what was going on. So then they were, verse 7, and then... They were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya adjoining uh, Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. Isn't that wonderful? They were all speaking in different languages. Now all these places... Uh, the, uh, these places were prop, uh, at the time what they knew as all the countries, all the nations. I mean, obviously they didn't discover America yet. I ironically, today is a Columbus Day. <laughs> they didn't discover America. They haven't gone out. Uh, so uh, these are the uh, co these are the places they knew as the whole world, speaking all different languages, but. All doing what? Speaking in different tongues the wonderful works of God. Basically, praises were being lifted up to the Lord in different languages. That's, isn't that what the prayer, praying in tongues is all about? Really lifting up the praises, the wonderful works that God has done and wonderful works that God will do. Wonderful that He is declaring the mighty works of the Lord. That's what we do as we pray in tongues. All glory and honor to God. 
Praying in tongues is not about us. It's about God. But as we do that, of course, God blesses us. Yeah. Alright, so, verse 12. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Which is very understandable. But then, verse 13, others mocking said, they are full of new wine. They were making fun of what was going on, basically. Now, here's the thing. Isn't that still the truth today? (laughs) I mean, there are those who claim the name of Jesus Christ, mock and sneer at those who are filled with the Holy Spirit just because they don't understand it. Just because they don't understand. That kind of saddens my heart. Alright. But then, alright, here we go. Now, here are three reasons that I'm really excited about this. Three points that I'm really excited. First is this, of course, Holy Spirit enabled. This is the occurrence, utterance of the Holy Spirit, right? As we saw in verse 4, all this started because the Holy Spirit came. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Meaning, this is the work of God. Now, we get excited when we get to Christmas season, or Advent, I should say, because we are expecting Jesus Christ, right? And we say, Emmanuel, God with us. Hey, God, who seems to, who seemed to be absent during those dark ages, is about to come. We expect, right? Well, God with us is great. God in flesh is wonderful, no doubt. But what about God within you? That's what the Holy Spirit that's who Holy Spirit is. God who actually enables you. The sp- very spirit that was in Jesus Christ to dwell in the life of the believers. Isn't that exciting? Not just God with us, next to us, talking to us like Jesus did, and that should be yes, that's a cause for great excitement. Man but God actually within you, changing you, transform you. That's, that's a great excitement. And we should be excited about that. And the praying in tongues is an evidence of Holy Spirit dwelling in us. Amen. Amen. Alright, so now the second thing I'm excited about this passage now, as we saw in verse 13, they were mocking. They said, they are full of new wine. Well, because they were doing things that were beyond their control, beyond their common sense. right? So they made fun as, they're full of new wine. Meaning, they're drunk. They, made, they were making foolish comments, basically. But then, this is not the first time that what God had done was made known to be foolish. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 21. Betty? Thank you. 
written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the cleverness of the clever I will set aside. Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world through its wisdom did not come to be God, God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. Amen. Amen. Message of the cross is what? To those who are perishing is foolishness. It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense that the king of kings would have to suffer the cruelest death. It doesn't make sense that the king of kings would be displayed in the most shameful way. But that's the world's thinking. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. See, that's how God worked. And we know that this, right, this work on the cross, the work of the cross by God, Jesus Christ dying on the cross, is what? The power of salvation. Our justification. By His blood we are saved. We are justified from our sins. Yeah. So, people, may, people would make fun of the cross. But, that's how God chose to do. Beyond understanding of human minds. But then, let's continue on. And... First uh, Corinthians chapter two. So this is really the continuation of the same message about the foolishness. Uh, chapter two, seven through thirteen. All right. Um, verse seven. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory, the wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood. For if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But just as it is written, things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. For to us, God revealed them through the spirit, for the spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. Amen. We speak of these things in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit. Holy Spirit inspiring us, enabling us to speak of these words, praying in tongues, interpreting spiritual things to those who are spiritual. You know, foolishness. This is foolishness to those who do not understand. But, this is how God chose now, this is the power of salvation for our sanctification. See? The foolishness of the cross became 
the power of justification. Now foolishness of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, we're drunk by the new wine, right? <laughs> by the new wine, God has given us the Holy Spirit. This is the power of our sanctification. God enabling us to know the deep things of God. And who can know? The mind of, mind of God. The Spirit of God. Who searches the heart of God. And our prayer lifted up to Him is, is, what, is empowered by the Spirit Himself. And Spirit Himself who intercedes for us when we do not know how we ought to pray. Hey, isn't that the pray, Isn't that the perfect prayer that we could have? Because we're not praying on our own will, but we're praying according to the mind of God and the Holy Spirit in us. So I'm excited because this is the foolishness to the world. But God chose the foolishness, what seems to be the foolishness to the world. For the work of salvation. To show His power. Power of the cross. The power of the Holy Spirit. And when we pray in tongues. That is the evidence of God in us. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of someone mocking you. You have the Holy Spirit within you. Evidence. Don't be ashamed of that. But seek. I mean, if we are Christians and we are empowered by the Holy Spirit, empowered by God, I mean, we believe in the miraculous power, right? I mean, we should. Why should, why should we be ashamed of showing the supernatural power of God through us if we truly embrace the Holy Spirit? As, as real as He is. So don't be ashamed. Alright? But seek. Seek the Holy Spirit. Alright. Now, here's the third thing that I'm really excited about. See, this is what happened, right? They all heard, like 120 people, or about 120 people, they were all speaking in different tongues. Languages of all these nations that they knew. Right? All these nations. And what were they doing in, in the, uh, when they were speaking in tongues? They were praising God. Declaring the works of God. To me, this is the preview of what is to come. The final victory. This is the preview of the final victory. What God had in store. So let's look at Revelation chapter 7. Verses 9 through 12. Awesome. <clears throat> After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could count, from every nation, and all tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, and palm branches were in their hands. And they cry out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, 
Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Great multitude, no one could number, of all nations. See, these people, empowered by the Holy Spirit, were previewing the final victory. They gathered, and what they were doing, they were speaking in all these, all different tongues to declare the mighty works of the Lord. And that's, the, that's what will happen, right? When Jesus comes back, we all will declare, all who are, uh, who are washed by the blood of the Lamb, who are sanctified by the Holy Spirit, we will all gather as the victors, victors out of this world, proclaiming the great works of the Lord. That's what happened on chapter 2. Holy Spirit came upon them. They were declaring. They were, they were proclaiming the mighty works of the Lord in every language. Praise God. Praise God. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. All different languages. Great are you, Lord. Praise to our God. I mean, hallelujah. Hallelujah is a great one because it's the same every language. <laughs> hallelujah. English, Korean, Portuguese. It's all hallelujah. Right? Hallelujah. The thing is, great are you, Lord. Great are you, our God. Everywhere. the All the earth declare as God poured His breath upon His people. So, this morning, I want anyone who's listening right now, seek the gift of the tongues. Seek for the Spirit of God to dwell in you to declare God's mighty works in the super, in supernatural way. Don't be ashamed of that. Why should you be? If God wants to give you, take it. It's going to be a blessing to you. Because the Holy Spirit, God, God is in you. Take the gift. Don't be ashamed. I mean, I, mean, I know what Paul said to the church, don't pray in tongues in in an order service. I understand that. But that is in the way of ministry. Because ministry has to be understood by those who gather around, right? And when you pray in tongues in the uh, orderly way, I mean, uh, uh, when you pray in tongues in a service uh, before others, when, when, when they don't understand what is clearly being said, it could be a distraction to them, but also Paul was clearly mentioning about the arrogance of those who are doing that, that which is a bad attitude using, using the spiritual gift to say, I'm better than you, I'm, I'm more uh, superior than you. That's not what I'm saying here. All these people okay, were gathered and they were 
truly just empowered by the Holy Spirit. And it came out. It, it's, uh, Holy Spirit just flowed out of them like the living water. All that they did was encaptured by the mighty power of God. Just be captured by the power of God this morning. Pray as God opens your tongues. Pray as God completely, completely takes over your heart and your mind. Let the praise just come out from your tongues. So this morning, I'm going to sing. I like singing. I, I pray. I want to praise the Lord. And this this song, ever since first time I heard it, I thought this is a great Holy Spirit song. Even though it doesn't say about it doesn't say the word spirit, but it's your breath in our lungs, spirit. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> breath, spirit. Yeah. That's why it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise. That's what happened in this chapter. And all the earth will shout your praise like in every language. In every language. Shouting out God's praise. All glory and honor to you. Salvation belongs to our God. So, Join me if you like or seek seek the Holy Spirit this morning to pray in tongues. Alright? You give life You are love You bring light to the darkness you gave hope, you restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord, it's your breath in our lungs, so we In our lungs, so we put out our praise to you only. Great are you, Lord. Receive the Holy Spirit. Don't be ashamed. give life you are love you bring light to the darkness you give hope you restore every heart that is broken great are you In our lungs, so we put out our 